uh, the only thing is that uh, with all this uh, with all this uh, political terrain happening right now i don't know how far we can go more because as far as there is a small political space if we are not going to move ourselves that we are not, as that we are conscious who is going to go for us if not now then. Talk that shit, bam. Talk that shit, homie. Talk that shit for black people, brown people, yellow people, beige people. Talk that shit for poor people. Talk that shit for the worker class, man. Yeah. You trooped up, homie. Yeah. We got your motherfucking back. You uh, can say whatever uh, you want to say about whatever you want to say. Tell the truth I and shame the motherfucking yeah. devil. Bum. The target of poverty by a white devil. Cause I wasn't testing at my rear level I was testing any of these busters Where you from, body? Lola like Maka nagkatambay dun sa kalye parate While kids was playing Autobots and Decepticons We was really Megatron We always turn to firearms That's why when I die I won't be talked about in smart class With the hood gon' get rinsey At least an R.I.P. hashtag Post Reagan, Bush, and Clinton Raps to get a third strike Beat a neo-Nazi stupid ass Back to the third right Peel off in a dirt bike Willies off the 101 The devil lies So you could drive your auto unpatrolled The devil bet on real estate To fail in 08 Invested every cent in water commodities So they fluctuate Lucifer moving your school budget into policing and telling all these polices it's black and brown hunting season oh. rally round the family with a pocket full of shells got a pocket full yeah. of stories yeah. that might land me yeah. in jail and uh. if you feel it turn me up and let me talk my shit go ahead and talk that shit yeah i'ma talk that shit rally round the family with a pocket full of shells got a pocket full yeah. of stories yeah. that might land me in jail and uh. if you feel it turn me up and let me talk my shit go ahead and talk that shit yeah i'ma talk that shit go ahead and talk that shit the devil is enlisted in a Bible page. He was choking Eric Garner, took that brother's life away. He put bullet holes inside the Trayvon. He shot Oscar Grant right in his back with his cuffs on. He shot Michael Brown and left him dying in the street. He be Rodney King, trying to get back up on his feet. He took Sandra Bland and faked her suicide in the jail. He murdered Alton Sterling over DVD sales. He took Freddie Gray, then he took Freddie Gray. He jumped out of car and shot Tamir while he played. He murdered Earl Hayes, shot Philando in his car. Same devils in the desert stealing oil in a war. Same devil got you blinded, so you fronting your raps. That shit is whack. You're the all lives matter of rap. <laughs> Yo, shut the freeways down. I give a fuck if you were stuck sitting in traffic right now. It's <laughs> my motherfucking bro, man. You don't give a fuck if you stuck in traffic. You gon' hear us or you gon' motherfucking fear us. But the system coming down if everybody don't get their fair share. Motherfuckers, talk that shit, man. Talk that shit on the behalf of the people. <laughs> yeah, no color. All these my motherfucking brothers. Worker class motherfucker. Villains, GLNS, you fucking bastards. Pray for the devil. Welcome everyone, this is Rafa speaking, RTV Maastricht 107.5 with our weekly program, SRM on Air. Um, today we would like to expand our topic from last week. We initially started talking about Corona, it was still fresh. Um, we talked about our initial experiences 
And this week we would like to actually expand our discussions, like especially the social changes that are being talked about, but hopefully will also actually happen afterwards. So today, not really in the studio, with me we have Ivan. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you, Ivan from <laughs> Ivan from Siberia. It's an honor. <laughs> yes. And on top of that, Sashit. Hello, everybody. It's nice to be back on radio. Thanks, uh, Rafa. So today we are talking about the quarantine society. Yeah, Ivan, would you have any thoughts about that? What are we quarantined from? I don't know. If I read the title, I think we would be talking about the people of Gaza who have been quarantined for so long because of the Israeli government. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know what exactly it's, it's, you mean. It's horrible by, uh, for them. Yeah. It's a society, society that's been reduced to basic functions. Exactly. And self-defense. Exactly. Even yeah. the basic functions sometimes they're deprived for, like because of the water and that's stuff. That's right. Yeah. And... I think what really comes down to is that what we are experiencing at the moment in terms of general quarantine because of the what's happening with the COVID-19 and stuff has been experienced by so many people around the world that every single so day. True. That's right, that's right. Yeah. What other places exist where, you know, what we now consider an exceptional circumstance is more or less the norm? Um the list is long. <laughs> the list is very long. So I think it depends also on which elements we decide to select. If we're talking in terms, I think of I think what what affects all of us the most is an, a restriction on our personal physical freedoms, because that's something that somehow we in the West value the most, mm -hmm. and that's what we feel the strongest. Mm -hmm. So let's start with that. W w in this long list, which countries have had r these severe restrictions on personal freedoms? Which countries have had have had surveillance over the kinds of people you would meet, for instance? Well, I think from my uh, personal experience, I've known a lot of friends who are coming from the Middle East. And uh, if we speak about the freedom of movement, right. they had a lot of tension moving between uh, uh, different uh, areas run by different sects. Yeah. So if you are from a Sunni area born and there is a Shia area, you can't go there. And yes. that's in the same city. Yeah. So when we talk about quarantining, staying in our own homes... I think there are a lot of examples around the world which we can cite. There are a lot of also neighborhoods in Europe that are, you know, characterized by a lot of racism or sexism. And that also keeps a lot of people away, usually. So Invisible lines, you might say. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, it's an invisible enemy, just like we have one now yeah. in the air, you know? Yeah. It might get you anytime. Exactly. Yeah. And it's the same fear, actually. It's the same kind of fear. F what the people experience at yeah. the end absolutely yeah it is the same yeah and yet as, as as you say Ivan we've had this fear we've had this quarantine for so many years and it's only now that people are waking up and saying hey our personal freedoms are kind of being you know cram cramped upon what yeah. do you think about that Ivan I mean as a matter of fact if if we're mentioning you know uh, western people to mm -hmm address the issue of personal freedoms that western people started feeling restrictions on their own freedoms then i would say that you know of course it's justified their feelings are justified of course but that's what the rest of the world is experiencing exactly. when it comes to a lot of issues actually right. when it comes to wars when it comes to fleeing your house i mean i've even seen some memes recently on facebook they were talking about hoarding toilet papers Everybody running around fighting for toilet papers, but That's then when refugees mean. come to your country, you say that, no, they should stay home and stuff like that. Right. And it's one of the things that shows 
the disparity of experience if that makes sense that's that exactly what i was getting at exactly yeah. of course when uh, when somebody takes away your your personal freedoms then you have every right to feel as you say you know you, you feel shortchanged you feel like your rights are being you know uh, invaded and that's compromised they're being compromised that's the word actually yeah uh, and it's perfectly justified but what actually makes this instance unique is that it's it's kind of uh, reached the western uh, the western world here and so you have the Western media reporting on it. Yeah. And now you have people who have lived experience that's comparable to what much of the rest of, of the world faces on, the, on a daily basis. Yeah, exactly. So for a lot of Western people, although, you know, as, as I've mentioned before, it's a very justified form of suffering. Sources of how people die in other parts of the world are so immense. They would beat Corona any time, be no, it hunger, course. be it political persecution, be it because of you know, t tribal reasons or so many other reasons, but every single day hmm. outside of Corona days, people live way worse than those worries. Yeah, and they, yeah it's not just about how this these people live already, like many of the war zones that do exist around the world for like years, I mean, essentially nonstop throughout our history. Um, what's important is like the experience of, um, of the crisis. It looks completely different when it's, there on the TV, on the radio, you just hear of a place that's like thousand kilometers away from you. And nowadays, like it's essentially like everywhere. So, you know, like Italy, for example, when you have Bergamo, like the hardest hit province, um, it must be completely different experience, you know, knowing that like, you know, there is thousands and thousands of people dying. Well, maybe thousands and thousands is exaggeration, but you get the idea. Um, and then seeing the convoy of trucks, you know, taken, yeah. that opened their eyes, you know, because until then, like they, they knew like next door, there's like thousand people dying. Well, okay. Thousand is exaggeration. 200 people dying a day, you know, Yeah. but like no one, none of the reports today, they have respect to Western bodies, mm -hmm. so to speak. They have no respect to, yeah. Um, you know what I mean in that sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. So and that, that's, that's the point. Like I found like mostly like a mind opening, um, we will need to jump to a song soon. Like this topic is like it's gonna be a bit heavier in tone, but like we are trying to discuss societal changes in the upcoming weeks, actually in the upcoming episodes. So we're gonna jump to a song proposed by you, Ivan, and the song is by Loki, I believe. Oh, the Loki. The Letter. Loki song. What's Letter the name of it? Letter to the One Percent. Yeah, it's Fuck a great the song. Fuck the One Percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are gonna have a very yeah. rebellious like soundtrack today. So have a listen. In terms of power, where the power is, who's shaping the condition of our lives, who determines the quality of the air we breathe, the food we eat, the water we drink, the kind of jobs we can have, the images we have to deal with and such. Ha! 
power to those who read bell hooks power to those who sell books power to those who know how the inside of a cell looks all those feeling helpless forgotten or discarded power to the strange fruit you thought was rotten in the garden power to those sitting alone seeking solace in the calmness power to those feeling stained know your tomorrow isn't tarnished power to those who sweep the streets more knowledge than phds power to those who keep their keys return is promise please believe power to those that suffer in silence those it hurts to hear power to those that hold their ground power to those that persevere power to those that love humanity more than they love style power to immigrants probably raising donald trump's child power to the blind who can't imagine what sight is those staring at the moon and all those working night shifts power to the readers the writers the illiterate power to those who struggle to decolonize their syllabus power to the shy ones who struggle to make friends on the half of humanity worth less than eight men power to those that risk their life to dig the coton from the ground for the mic i'm spitting on and the phone you're holding now power to those that built the stadium they're playing in power to those that mold the grass and stitch the ball that they're playing with power to every rapper that doesn't rap about killing power to the builders who build buildings that outlive them To the slaves of ancient Greece that never had the right to vote democracy dead like Gary Webb when they imported like his coke power to those that write to prison power to those writing home power to those writing poems power to those that died alone power to Curtis Mayfield power to Ronald Isley power to the fishermen that were forced into piracy power to every person that is working in a library power to every nurse that we turn to in our times of need power to the unions and the minor stature punished power to those that drive the buses and those that collect the rubbish power to the youth desiring the truth Power to every rapper that is dying for a fire in the booth For those that lost limbs to King Leopold's quota And those risking their lives for the P&O to Dover Power to union leaders, murder by Power to victims of this globalised Cosa Nostra Power to those dying on the shores and the borders Power to human beings that were rendered fauna and flora Power to those that cleaned up after the stage show And carnival goers still haunted by Kelso Cold Brains Goes power to Kevin Carter His picture taunts are several after So many questions never answered Never answered, never answered Remember the last words of Abdul Muhsin al-Sa'dun al-Ummat al-Tadr al-Khidm al-Inglis La yuwafaqoon Power to al-Jawahari and his rebellions They killed his brother Jafar and he cursed the rotten Thamesians Enlightened despots pursuing tactics Machiavellian Chinese steel preceded Europe a millennium Think about it, printed press half a millennium Never get close, power to Ken Loach and every volunteer in Lesbos Cuban doctors sent to Sri Lanka for the tsunami Power to those that cleaned up after the Bullingdon parties Apple products before they know what an apple is Forgotten like passengers on the USS Indianapolis Dying days before they could see what little boys Damage did on a precipice of fascism Our passiveness is cancerous Power to those strong enough to dream Power to those that chose not to be a cog in the machine Power to those that love first and hate never Power to those that sleep on the streets through grey weather Power to Aziz Ali, Bone Thugs and Harmony Power to Norman Baker, David Kelly's owner artery Power to the genocided population of Tasmania 
mania The internet descends to Trump-tastic fantasia Let them try quote this You'll never find a better diagnosis Than collective psychosis It's getting quite hopeless But hope is all we have Trying to cultivate the positive No focus on the bad But the globe's under attack The obnoxious rage of a fake intellectual Amazing grace in the age of the spectacle Not the first time they found a racist selectable To raise to the pedestal And desecrate the place that translated the decimal I don't want to tempt fate Power to corpse washers like Salvador Allende Power to language learners Bernie Sanders fans to flag burners One man's inertia is another man's purpose In the utopia of song we are victorious But the bittersweet reality is not this glorious Power to Coltrane watching Malcolm X Power to pull ropes and under house arrest Power to Galileo under house arrest Power to Ibn Haytham under house arrest Forgive me if I sound obsessed This is my letter to the one percent The redistribution of power The redistribution of power We want the redistribution of power We want the redistribution of power We want the redistribution of power The redistribution of power Until your power is ours Until your power is ours listening to a song by Loki called The Letter to the 1%. You can find it on YouTube, on Spotify. It's a really cool song. Great artist from England. Loki, huh? Uh-huh. Where is he from? He's English, originally coming from Iraq. I think he's a refugee in England. Mm-hmm. And he sings a lot of really nice hip-hop and rap songs. Mm, the so. hip-hop, the music of the oppressed, huh? Yes. So let's talk about the oppressed a little. like Because we started yes. with the previous blog about how media has uh, like double standard when it comes to reporting on certain things like as long as it's far away from you as long as it's just like the shock factor you know like to keep your i don't even know what is it dopamine that keeps you going when you watch uh, misery of other countries or what could it be what do you think I on think what what do they build it on i think it absolutely or can fear. be regarded on a form of uh, social opium somehow mm. you know keeping you uh, drugged up about certain events. They have it worse, so you have it not so bad here. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm. So you have the images of uh, Ailan al Kurdi. Mm. Everybody's familiar with this picture, three-year-old kid. Oh, the kid that yes, yeah. dead on the shores of Turkey. Mm. It was literally like a drug because when the footage started coming out, the media is so powerful that it rallied so many people to support refugees because of that picture. Mm-hmm. But then, few years after, the effect of the drug started going down and down and down and down. That's and any drug that You saw a shift mm-hmm. in people's attitudes towards the refugee policy. It became a little bit somehow more strict, etc., etc. And in the context of the coronavirus, I wonder now, because all Western media outlets every single day are reporting about corona, because corona is affecting the Western world. Yeah. Once we have a vaccine i hope in the near future and the western world gets vaccined but other parts of the world people still die because of corona are we going to forget about what we have been through and neglect the suffering of those people because we're fine that worries me a lot because i find that to be 
yeah very that's dangerous. like you know like because the the general point of like these episodes or like the cycle of episodes we are gonna do is like the kind of uh like the call out of well people so therefore society on like oh yeah this is the time for change this is the time to discuss oh no now we are all not working blah but like and i'm totally on the forefront of like guys like if nothing changes let's start riots let's be honest you know maybe it's time to be honest um but like at the same time a lot of people who say these things like how fed up they are how mistreated they are um the moment they get the first handout of like i don't know thousand euros they would all like be just like satisfied and like done with it you know so like the question is yeah just as you said like how far does uh how long lasting this you know change in thinking is right i think that really depends on us on us like how we build on it right not just like leave it behind exactly yeah exactly Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day we need to realize that there is a somehow a trend in the media Mm. that they trigger certain emotions in us with regards to any event and when that event is over they move on to another to one start triggering another emotion exactly but, but that's like you know that's like how many ideologies work as well it's essentially uh, like a yeah. common enemy right it's like enemy took different form because you just like need something that like connects people or like binds them together an ideology would never exist without an enemy essentially you know yes so and viruses how uh, how how do they exist then without enemies uh, as in biologically speaking for example well i think i mean for the case of the coronavirus biologically it is dangerous do we think it's the most dangerous virus that we've ever experienced dangerous as humanity? To whom? i doubt and for what reasons huh like that's that's the question we are going to ask that's that's exactly when we get into the systemic part of it because a biological virus affects rich and poor people the same heterosexual and gay people the same at the end of the day, when it gets inside your body, it affects the same. But pr- apparently, frankly, it doesn't. Why? Because we have societal structures that make sure that the same slap is not felt the same by different people. I'd like to jump in here and expand upon <coughs> what Ivan said and maybe answer some of Rafa's questions. Um, I don't even think it hits us all the same because... You know, when when you're healthy, when you've had the privilege of eating enough for for you know your entire life, when you've been when you've been healthy, when you've had the time to exercise, and you've had regular access to healthcare, so that your body is fine. You, yeah, you'll be hit, but your immunity will be top notch. Is that going to be true for people who are you know, who are struggling? Not really, actually. People uh, people on on uh, pe- uh, like a lot of the working classes often, uh, you know, constantly struggling with he- with you know yeah. health. And that's not because they're unhealthy fundamentally. It's because they, c- they don't get enough to eat. They don't get the right nutrition. Exactly. And even more importantly, they don't have regular access to healthcare. Yeah. Despite the Netherlands, for instance, being a very, very... Um, dif- despite the Netherlands having a very strong healthcare system, it still lags yeah. behind the other European countries. And you still have gaps in the healthcare coverage yeah. when you look at it at a population level. Yeah. And I think that's another place where the rich-poor divide makes an impact mm-hmm. upon the eventual statistics of who was severely affected and who was not so severely ex- uh, affected yeah i you know i do think so i think if there is a vaccine out it will be much more accessible for a certain type of people than that others too. and that would possibly depend on the wealth and the amount of money that you have i think the problem of so many also uh, uh, less developed countries to say it like that um, the issue is that 
they cannot even diagnose how many people have corona. In that there. is true. So at the end of the day, the people wouldn't care because there aren't as many corona cases in third world countries. Yeah. But that's because they don't have the means to diagnose it. It's probably fact, there. It's killing so many people. But the reasons why people die in those regions are much more then they just it wouldn't grab your attention anymore. Yeah, and often they also don't test because they don't want to cure to cure people. They have extremely limited healthcare facilities. Here when we look we, we look at the statistics of statistic of number of ICU beds per million and all the countries that are anywhere near the top are in the west. When you look at for instance Mali, I believe had one one bed per million people. Yeah, that's yeah, I mean Maastricht has 762 or something. Right, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's an immense difference. But Maastricht uh, is not even 150,000 people. Exactly. Yeah. And Maastricht has the capacity also of expanding, which is a very important thing. Oh. The government has the force to turn those 700 and something beds into 1,000 and something. But is that an option for so many people around the world who are as affected biologically? I don't know. What do you think, Rafa? Well, I would like to point out we are talking about uh, it's not 700 beds because you're talking about the ICU beds, so like the intensive care unit yeah. beds. Yeah, yeah, no, that's like uh, the whole country, the whole of Netherlands has a thousand. Oh, I like thousand, and they are planning to expand to 1500. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, they expect okay. like to the, the, so like for Maastricht, there's probably like a hundred beds, you know, like yeah. for the ICU. Um, so with positive facts again, like we are really like on the roll on this show like these days, we are gonna jump to um, Slayer for once actually. Ooh, like Slayer. Sixteen times live, seeing oh, them yeah. tattooed yeah. this shit on my hand, so I finally get to play them on the radio. It's Slayer, Slayer. Skeletons of Society. Fuck yeah.
back to uh, RTV 107.5 FM. You've been listening to SRM on air and our host Rafa has played some or the other Slayer song. He's seen them like 200 times live. He has Slayer tattooed on his forearm. <laughs> He's a piece of work. Anyway, let's let's get back to the quarantine society. So, Ivan, you know what I think? I think that, yeah, we've had COVID-19 and I'm not downplaying its severity, but you know, we've we've been harboring a much greater illness, a much greater virus in society mm. for a much longer time. Mm. Can you guess it what that is? Um, Samir Amin, an Egyptian thinker, guessed that 30 years ago, and he called it capitalism, actually. It was oh. a very famous text of his, yeah. COVID-19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. COVID-19. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but yeah, the you you hit it on the head. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. And uh, what do we see right now? We're seeing, we're seeing stock markets crash. We're seeing investment bankers cry. We're we're seeing the the downfall basically of our current system. Yeah, I think if I have to summarize in one word, we are seeing vulnerability. That's a great way to summarize. For so it. many people, like for remember Fukuyama, we're all familiar with Fukuyama, who wrote a literature about the end of history and that capitalism is the final form of human organization, etc., etc. No, it's so vulnerable. One disease already that can affect everybody made the whole thing go on a twerk style shaking. The whole thing is shaking, and then you ask yourself, okay, this was supposed to be solid. This was supposed to be somehow conventionally established yeah why now all of a sudden it's so fragile also strengthened after 2008 right yeah i mean yeah. that's an example i mean it possibly it could be worse than 2008 what we're having at the moment or Quite in the upcoming future that yeah. it could actually lead to something worse but if we remember the scenario of 2008 it was, again, an example of fragility. Even go back to the last 20s, the 1920s, yeah. with the Great Depression, huge recession. And what actually came out of that a world war? So we need to understand why capitalism is also in a crisis in situations like this. And I think one of the reasons is that the capitalist ideology misunderstands where the actual source of value is. So when you have your society basing their value on ideas, on entrepreneurs, on CEOs, on managers, on owners, that's kind of a misunderstanding of where the value comes in society. Because when the workers go at home in a quarantine scenario for one week or two, the economy gets shaken like crazy. But if one CEO dies, the economy is not going to be shaken at yeah. much they'll just be replaced exactly or so even if the company gets you know dismembered even if the country gets dissolved nothing actually happens it's it's just a it's just a construct within the system you know it doesn't actually have a bottom line impact exactly what what has a bottom bottom line impact like we know today is that if healthcare workers for work of all sick yes there's nobody to replace them because all healthcare workers are right now working yes so that's 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 a serious problem exactly and here we see the real value what is the real value Ivan? I mean, um, I would like to quote capitalist economists on this one. Oops. Adam Smith, uh, David Ricardo. They have said in their own books that the real value is the working class. Yeah. That was not a Marxist invention. Yeah. They have came up with that concept themselves because they understood that nothing has value unless you apply the labor of workers to create something out of it. Exactly. So when you have the workers at home, 
the world as it is not being transformed to a certain value then of course this value is going to crash absolutely and it also touches upon this revolutionary idea of the general strike it's not about committing any act of revolutionary uh, action or violence or whatever it's just about not going to your work refusing to work refusing it to produce value exactly and then everybody realizes how valuable you are now under very different circumstances the working class had to sit at home because of this virus mm -hmm. but i think it should remind a lot of working people but also other people that workers are the source of all value and after this whole crisis thing we should have faith in solidarity and general strikes if we would like to accomplish social change right because the people really lose faith in it they ask themselves oh am i going to be the only one not going to work but apparently there are reasons that mobilize all of us mm -hmm. and those reasons should be transformed to something that is in our benefit yeah in many ways the whole corona panic is caused by the fact that the rich are affected as well yeah other types of yeah. viruses or diseases or even social diseases that affect only the poor or mid-class people they don't get that much attention no such as exploitation long yeah. working hours not paying enough the cut on funds on radios and universities and so much other stuff that's a form of social virus, but yeah. it doesn't get as much attention because it's not affecting the ruling classes. Or things like hunger crises, which can actually result in pretty severe health consequences. But hunger crises only happen to poor people. Exactly, exactly. And What yeah. do you have? I mean, who, who talks about food deserts, for instance, you know? Areas which have almost no produce. Who cares about them? Because, you know, only only poor people live there because no food is produced. Yes. And yes. you can you can see this complex, complex relationship between produce created and value created. Yeah. And I like that you quoted capitalist uh, economists on this because capitalism is actually stealing the value from uh, the produce of the laborer. Yeah. In many ways, current day capitalism compared to the classical thinkers is similar to uh, Stalin compared to Marxist theory so you can really see how their original theory was transformed into a something monstrous to abuse people to abuse the working class for certain ends even Adam Smith himself said for every one rich person they will have to be way more poor people in front that's basic knowledge if there is very rich they will always be very poor this is not a revolutionary idea and in times of a real crisis that threatens everybody that's really dangerous because who has access to what yeah and for what labor essentially you know like as well like i understand that being a being an event manager you know like i, I understand that like some people like take a high value in like okay just managing but like they forget that if you have yeah this workforce three thousand people working for you like the the moment they stop working like you yourself like don't create any value like anymore right and soon we will be jumping to a song actually because like this discussion also like went for a bit but i just wanted to add that like yeah crisis like this they actually show like where the real value comes from but they should also like ask make people ask themselves like okay if you have all of those ceos like what happens to them because we have all the poor people who are who don't have money at the moment because like the job got cut like whatnot and then you have people still sitting on the money you have countries missing um, resources, medical equipment and whatnot because they cannot afford them. And there's like trillions yes, and trillions, yes, you know. Yeah. We are going to touch upon these assholes hoarding. Uh, how was, <laughs> the, was the Dutch word for it? Hamstering the, 
hamstering. There's like because there's a group of people, the one percent. We're shitting yeah, exactly. We're shitting on people for hoarding toilet papers, but billionaires but have been hoarding for so many they're years, they're and they don't get as much attention. It's man. not I'm just like, that what? because <laughs> they are hoarding only numbers, but like the, the the maybe one of the biggest questions after this should be like, what is the real value of money? You know. Yeah. So we're gonna discuss that after the song, and the song is gonna be by Peggy Lee again. Oh yeah, your choice, even the rich get rich and the poor get poorer. The song is called "Ain't We Got Fun" by Peggy Lee. Check it out on YouTube; it's really cool. Cheers, our promoter. Every morning, every evening, ain't we got fun? Not much money, oh, but honey, ain't we got fun? The rent's unpaid, dear, we haven't a car. But anyway, dear, we'll stay as we are. Even if we owe the grocer, though we have fun. Tax collectors getting closer, still we have fun. There's nothing surer, the rich get rich and the poor get poorer. In the meantime, in between time, ain't we got fun? Don't we have fun? Grocer, don't we have fun? Tax collectors getting closer. Mmm, what fun! There's nothing surer. The rich get rich and poor get poorer. In the meantime, in between time, don't we? Hello, hello. That was Peggy Lee, and with you, Rafa, RTV Maastricht, 107.5, SRM on air. With me, still not in the studio, but still Ivan, or that's how we call you today. Still, yes, yes, Ivan, yes, Ivan and Sashit. Thank you guys for being here. Um, so we are talking about, yeah, viruses, about Corona, about bigger viruses like uh, capitalism, apparently. Oh yeah. Um, during our uh, last episode, like the last week, essentially, we started talking about how this societal change could also affect like other things. So, for example, universal universal basic income, yeah, which you must be familiar with. So, what's your opinion on this thing? On the universal basic income with the yeah. crisis, basically. With the crisis, like, how do you think it may be actually the moment to start talking about it? To yeah. I think this is one of the many things that um, can help us keep up the hope. And I urge a lot of people to keep up the hope about these things. One of Just hope, though? No, not Hope doesn't hope. get shit done, though. Of right? course. But we need, we're at this point, it's really deep down crisis. Mm -hmm. and it's shaking everything in our society. Mm. So the first thing we need to have 
is hope that something better can be made if we take action. One of the many things we have come to realize at the moment is that so many people cannot work from home. That's true. So many people cannot study at home. I mean, that takes computers. Who can so many people that? don't have savings, you know? Like, I mean, it's like for a lot, like, to be honest, like, I don't know what are the percentages. Like, oh, if you take whole population of the world, like, what percentage does have savings, yeah. does not have savings, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a luxury, you know? Like, we are talking about privileges now. Absolutely. Nowadays. So, in a way, this virus opens up the stage, mm -hmm. and it's up to us whom to put on that stage. Because mm -hmm. there are many people who were calling for a lot of healthcare that they needed, be it people with special needs, people with disabilities, etc. But that was never available for them. But no. because now Corona is affecting everybody, you see that there is a capacity for the medical facility to be doing a lot. To be doing not only a lot, but also to be to have those people actually working and be well. I'm not saying they are useless, but like they are considered useless by many companies, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that's the tragic part, you know. And nowadays, within a week, so like for forty, I don't know forty for two thousand years, they were denied like any sort of right to work, right? Yes. In, in a way, and now within a week, apparently everyone can work from home. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, Sashit, like, you want to say something? Thanks, Rafa. Um, I really like what, what was brought up here about, you know, excess capacity that we didn't know our governments had. It fascinates me when I hear about things like, you know, yeah. um, a 1.5 trillion buyout authorized in hours, I believe, by the U.S., to rescue banks which was crashing back the stock crashed back yeah after oh they lost the money in a matter minutes. of hours it was in it was completely irrelevant yeah and it's that's 1.5 trillion dollars and i've heard that that's enough money to basically erase all the student debt of the country which is an important political point yes yes but uh, mark ritter uh, in the netherlands here has also said that the country can withstand a debt of 90 billion euros yeah another huge sum it's not on the scale because the netherlands is much smaller but yes holy shit that's a lot of money yes absolutely and it really sorry it really gets back to the debate in political science and that is the debate between capacity and willingness mm -hmm. sometimes in some conditions you say we don't have the capacity to do that thing we don't have the capacity to conduct a humanitarian intervention because of da -di da but at this other times you have the a question of willingness are we willing to intervene are we willing to do this and that and i think in times of the coronavirus we see that the capacity is there but the willingness is not always there the capacity is there to give people a lot of uh, to, to to give a lot of students uh, a waiver of loans yeah exactly but the willingness is not there there is a capacity to do something about climate change and emergent action absolutely but the willingness is not there yeah yeah, what we're seeing is that the government or any any kind of you know well authoritative uh, or, or organism here can has has the capacity to give the general populace what we would consider luxuries, such as such as you know job security. It's quite apparent now that in much of the West, job security is something that the government can very very easily provide. We're looking at uh, we're looking at an entire continent where uh, uh, workers' wages have been guaranteed by the government. At this point, yeah. What prevents us from doing this all the time? <laughs> um, I think we also need to consider how business has been conducted as usual. Mm -hmm. So the main drive of our capitalist system is profit. Obviously. 
which means that a lot of things can be skipped for the sake of that profit, be it with people's health care, be it with people's extra hours, be it with people's, you know, sick leaves, with women suffer of that as well. If they're pregnant, they don't get paid in many circumstances. And this is also not a new idea at all. Karl Marx already had a quote uh, 200 years ago saying, if the bourgeoisie want to expand their wealth, they need to diminish the costs of labor. And that is kind of the contradiction that we're living in in our society. Yeah. This contradiction comes out to the surface during moments of crisis, but yes. it's up to us how people interpret that contradiction. Because yeah. I can imagine after that whole coronavirus epidemic, things are back to usual. Bill Gates is on the news saying that he donated so much money. Trump is up there saying that he knew about the crisis, you know, from the first day. So they kind of re like they somehow reclaim what is supposed to be an argument against them. Yeah. And yeah. against their establishment. That's right. Russell? So that's yeah. our organizational capacities. Yeah, in a way that's something that worries me. That's what we actually talked about like in one of the previous segments. Um as I said, this willingness to continue. Like as you said, the crisis like keeps the glue together now. Once it dissipates, like is the foundation like the foundation is here for like oh yeah call it revolution or like whatever for the change but like is it gonna continue right um because imagine that like in my opinion as you said it's gonna be business as usual like um there's gonna be a crisis after like a month after the bans have been lifted or there's not jobs so they are probably gonna start like you know opening like all the shitty like the lowest like minimal like skill jobs it's like hey we are creating works like now go back to work ants you know And it's going to be business as usual, but that's not what people should settle in. It's not like that they are going to like save banks now with trillions exactly. and like open shitty jobs for you. No, they should provide a fucking universal basic income exactly. so that people get to choose. Because like moments like this, when people are forced to stay at home, the amount of creativity that's there, the amount of fucking content creation, like yes. well, not just content, because now we are content creators. So we are talking from the perspective of content creation, yes. right? But like all the potential, like new businesses, new endeavors, new... I don't know, ideas, concepts that could be created if people had more time. Um, I know you want to continue with that. We are going to have like postscriptum because this is like a radio show. So we are going to need to. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, Ivan, sorry. (laughs) We are going to continue. Remember your point? We are going to jump to the song. The song is going to be The Coup. And the name is? Say it. Which? The (laughs) 5 Million Ways to? Oh, 5 Million Ways to Kill a CEO. Oh, I wish. I wish I knew them all. Way more than five million ways to be the CEO, but it's a great song. Finna teach pimp class with a whole credential. They own 
sweatshop, pet cops and Pensacola. Murder babies with their molars on the areola. Control the Pope, Dalai Lama, holy rollers and the Ayatollah. Bump this rolling in your bucket or your new Corolla. You might catch me on the scenic route with my penis out. Yelling twice for the executives with the meanest mouth. Wanna know what this demeanor's about? Sit and try to clean this out. Greenest clouds, shut them down. I ain't never seen a drought. In the field, but they ain't calling you back. For the record, I ain't called it a guy. But tuck this in the small of your back. Wait in the bathroom stall till the tap. You got five million ways to kill a CEO. Slap them up and shake them up and then you know. Let them up the flow, then bait them with the dough. You can do it punk or do it this dough. Yeah, this dough. Five million ways to kill a CEO. Slap them up and shake them up and then you know. Let them up the flow, then bait them with the dough. You can do it punk or do it this dough. Yeah, this dough. It's the creeper. If you a janitor, get a street sweeper. Ugly is even skin deeper. If you can't get the prayers, get the vapor. They made the murder scene before there was a coroner. I might have been born here, but I'm a foreigner. Spilling swigs for victims and pigs and not Feeney's kid. Flip off the lid, who you for? You too could be a corporate green killer, bean spiller. Gangster love just like Steve Miller. They wear skivvies, that's made a chinchilla. Factory in Mexico, bought a spring villa. I'm from the land where the Panthers grew. You know the city and the avenue. If you the boss, we'll be smabbing through and we'll be grabbing you to say what's up with the revenue. And if you feel it, we can even try to sell it with the five million ways to kill a CEO. Slap them up and shake them up and then you know. Let them up the flow, then bait them with the dough. You can do it punk or do it this dough. Yeah, this Five million ways to kill a CEO. Slap them up and shake them up and then you know. Let them up the flow, then bait them with the dough. You can do it punk or do it this dough. Yeah, this dough. It's a booming child. Prostitution when they show up at the stroke, give them Lead restitution. You could throw a 20 in the better high. Or when he jump in after it, watch him boil. Toss a dollar in the river and when he jump in, if you find he can swim with lead boots on him and do it again. You and a friend, videotaping a party, don't win. Tell him that boogers be selling like crack. He gon' put the little baggies in his nose and suffocate like that. Put a 50 in the barrel of a gun when they try to suck it out. <laughs> well, you know this one. Make sure you ain't got no priors. Don't tell him that we conspired. We can let him try to change a flat tire. Or we could all at once retire. These are just a few of the five million ways to kill a CEO. Slap him up and shake him up and then you know. Let him up the float and bait him with the dough. You can do it bunk or do it this go.
Hello, hello. This is the last segment of our episode. Rafa speaking, still with Ivan and Sashit in not the studio at all. Um, we are talking about the viruses, coronas, yeah. um, capitalisms <laughs> and whatnot. Um, so we had a lengthy discussion actually like during the show and like af like in between as well. But uh, now let's see what does the Dr. Ivan <laughs> have yes, to say about the virus. Thank you so much. It's such an honoring title. At this point, it's a great honor to be labeled as a doctor or a nurse because we need to realize what they're going through at this point. It's absolutely marvelous what they have been able to accomplish. Hands we've down. Also, yeah, we've all seen these pictures of uh, nurses having their masks on for like so many hours and then it leaving marks on their faces. It's absolutely insane. So my message to the nurses and the doctors out there after this outbreak, unionize. You are one of the most important component of society and if you're not being told that, that's just bullshit. Because you are not, you, uh, people's lives are dependent on you performing your job at the moment. And you're working for pennies. If, peanuts. Exactly. Peanuts. Exactly. You're working for peanuts while actually society is peanuts without you. And then it's very hard to conceptualize how inequality is really embedded in our society. It's just pretty crazy. Um, if we really want to talk about the doctor's advice, I think there are a few things to be addressed. One of the many things is the question of immunity. How do we gain immunity? Herd immunity from capitalism. Herd immunity from capitalism. How are we able to create an immune system that can withstand crises like this? One of the many ways is that we really need to have a form of mutual aid. Mutual aid is a concept that has been introduced by Russian biologists before, and it really means that the community's self-interest, as well as the community's well-being, are intertwined. So if it you're wasn't Rasputin. Sorry? No. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't Rasputin. So if you're an individual living in a community, you need to understand that your own well-being doesn't lie in hoarding, but sharing, actually. Mm -hmm. Because when you share during your hostile moments, others will share with you, when you're having it also bad. And it strengthens the whole, right? Because of if you were just going to hoard in times of crisis, the rest is going to get weaker. And then in the end, you get fucked. Yeah, of course. Of course. We need to be learning from ant and bee colonies. Mm. One is for everyone and everyone is for one. And this is something that we need to realize. Because of the corona gr crisis, we have seen how important the working class are, how important nurses are. So we need to make sure that when this crisis is over, we build something for workers, for nurses, for vulnerable people, that when another crisis comes, they can be more resilient. We need to build some sort of a foundation that is based on cooperation and solidarity that would not put them in such severe vulnerable position where people have to worry about putting food on their table for the upcoming months because of the crisis. So that's actually how we gain immunity. That's how we gain social immunity. Now, biologically, the disease might be completely solved. But if something like that strikes us again, be it with a financial crash, be it with any other form of social illness or a social problem, and we're not immune to it, we will collapse again. We will collapse again. We will fight with our neighbors for a package of pasta piece and of paper toilet paper <laughs> yeah exactly and that's not what we want it's no. not what we want to see happening well thank you very much doctor that's uh, very mindful advice like i'm hands down like hard down with you with the working class as well 
Um, as we discuss, we are going to discuss more about it as well. But uh, like the biggest problem like I have these days is that like how all of those like managers, CEOs and whatever, they always um, shown us like the beacons, or, like the examples, like this is it. That's what you want to be, you know, and like what what the last two weeks have shown. Where are all those people? They're fucking gone. You know, the yeah. people who are actually working are those nurses, the doctors, whatnot, you know, exactly. So we've seen, I'm sorry, capitalism is just uh. like, sorry, but like capitalism is just like a golem on, with a clay legs, you know, it's yeah. like all big and like terrifying. But like now it has shown that like the actual structure of it is like very fragile, fragile. It's vulnerable. You know, yeah. please continue. Um, Sashit, do you have anything to say maybe? Or? We don't have but each other. It's basically a system that we cannot rely on because and it's they very have fragile. us only as well. Capitalism has only and us. That like without that, that's, that's, the, that's the lesson exactly to be learned. Exactly the thing. They have so nothing but us actually. Exactly. Yes. And, and numbers, but like if the money doesn't matter, if there's nothing on the shelves and like there's no yes. one to work for it, then the fuck does your money matter? We use all the fucks and like. Yeah. Yeah, sorry guys. It's somehow crazy because we give it all the meaning. Mm. And it's absolutely meaningless without us. Because we believe this is the meaning. We were taught this means everything. But like yes. apparently there's other ways to to handle things. Exactly. And I think it also ties in with your point about people having to be quarantined and having to sit at home. We should remember that a quarantine is an opportunity to do what has been called a free activity. A free mm. activity is an activity that is not alien. Mm. Since the moment we've been born, we've been accustomed to the fact that you are a productive person as long as you're producing. You're doing something. Yeah. You're going to your job. You're going to university. You're producing. You're yeah, constantly creating value. Creating. You're creating value. Mm. Exactly. Added input in society. But maybe the quarantine is very important. To Maybe have time for our own selves, for our own community, and to realize where the actual value is. So when the quarantine is over, no business as usual, as usual. anymore. Please. That's our statement as well. Sashid, mine, Rafa. Thank you, Ivan, for joining us. Thanks it a was lot. a bit of a harsh episode, but like we are also done with things. Yes. Thank you, S uh, RTV Maastricht for hosting us. Thank you, Thanks Code, for lot. supporting us. And we would like to ask the very good question, which we will end up with a great song. Which side are you on? Which side are you on? We, the people, are the ones who are going to have to fight. We used to say, which side are you on? Which side are you on? The truth is, we're in so much debt that the only way out is revolution or war. So now the question is, which side are you on? On, 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 on. Which side are you on, boy? Which side are you on, my daughter? Which side are you on, boy? Which side are you on, my daughter? See, before I draw the line, let me welcome you close to all the folks who knew Obama sold the people of hopes, gave the money to suckers while our community's still poor. Withdrew the troops but started another war Colonizing, terrorizing, creating the oil crisis So they can make a killer, no food and gas prices Prisons is filling, they trying to lock up the future Militarized borders and control of computers Want a stupid bump of music that ain't healthy for the shortest Privatizing schools and policemen in the hallways Can't be dormant, I'm awoke and rise up, be ready Brought the family with us and we hold 
the machetes. Riding the fence, riding the fence. Too many people be riding the fence. Yeah, you say you ready for war, but are you convinced? I'm not convinced. If you're a rider, freedom fighter, crowd excited, then let's do this. We can make one big united middle finger to the U.S. Give me the bravest and the truest. Fuck the hippest and the coolest. We gon' spark this revolution and cross this off our to-do list. Put your foot down if you look down on this criminal system. Put your book down and get shook down like my niggas in prison. Don't be condemning and condoning their actions in one sentence. Make up your mind, choose your side. Is you a patriot or a menace to society? So riot or sit by quietly. But don't pull out your flag and try to say you gon' ride with me. You flip-flopping like hip-hop. I don't get locked in that trick box. Get got like big and pop. Shit's got to stop. I am the people, not the big. I repeat after Fred. So please blow my brains out if I ever forget. I'm with the independent thinkers. I'm down with the movers and the shakers and the ex-handy drinkers. The non-smokers, the health advocates, the non-voters. The young bloods in the hood training like soldiers. I'm on the side of the tracks with the hood gardens. The little child that don't color inside the margins. I don't ride the fence. I cultivate my strength. Cause if it ain't about power, it don't make sense. I've been down with Boogie Down since BDP, some brown pride. And black power make RBG. An OG told me choose battles wisely. In the struggle, don't forget your children and your wife. If you don't see me on the podium preaching it. Every day I hope my every action is teaching it. Cause revolution is a process. It's not a speech or a panel. Don't bite off more than you can handle. I'm with workers uprising and the right to unionize. We ain't crossed the border, so you better legalize. I'm with La Peña del Bronx. I'm still with Vitor Toro, cause gentrification is polluting my borough. So bro, never. South Bronx forever. Decolonize the block, make your neighborhood better. I ain't down with the rich. I'm more Richie Perez. Don't talk to grand juries or cooperate with feds. I'm with students, doctors, janitors, teachers. We need living wages, but they don't believe us. Monida, Barreto, Spofford, Hunts Point. My point, my hood, I love. We join forces, forming our deck. Politics to sickness, streets express symptoms, caught up with a quickness, big business pimps them, scholars play the simpleton, fools play with wisdom, who will stand and fight back, who will play the victim, trials and tribulations, ancient generations, stolen history and outsourced innovation, Babel Tower fell, tribes are at war, the battle story's not represented in the score, the game's fixed, most of the faces and names switch, credit stolen for art, science, religion, language, technology, philosophy, and with strangers, they paid in hatred for the knowledge of the ancients. Power in words, actions, gun swords. Ain't Panthers, Brown Berets, Young Lords. Pick a side, one sickness, one cure, one love, one blood, one world, but one war. 